0: Welcome to NaFam, the podcast. Hello. Hello. On this rainy December afternoon, nothing better to do than sit and talk to one another mm-hmm. and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. How's your week been?
1: Mm, okay okay Mm -hmm.
0: do i have to just pull teeth this is that what it's going to be today
1: is this hard for you
0: i'm just asking um it's been okay it's been okay anything anything new this week
1: i don't know why don't you talk about yourself because that's do that?
0: i can certainly i can certainly try to talk about myself um yeah i have nothing to. i have nothing to offer (laughs) i'm just kidding you're you're stressing me out though with your exasperated look so
1: codependent that's, that's really you know what i, I want to talk about
0: what do you want to talk about
1: boundaries i
0: don't want to talk about it's that
1: family boundaries let's do you're, it you're um irritating me right now so it's sort of just bringing up a per- perfect transition into that
0: when do i not irritate you are there times when i don't irritate you
1: well, you just said that you had. What did you say? You had nothing to offer, and that
0: yeah, I, was I was
1: making you nervous. And I, I said that because
0: that I, I you this saying? you put off this energy that this anxious, nervous no, you put energy. Off this energy, and then it's you like uh, 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 we're going there now. This is where we're going to be. You put off this energy of passivity. Um, well,
1: which is dovetails into I just step to, family I just, boundaries. Okay.
0: Well, I just told you the Lions game ended, so why don't we record our podcast and so here we are. So you want to talk about step family boundaries. Why not? No, that's fine. Just
1: what just happ- what what's been going on this week?
0: So so nothing is actually step family boundaries. So you didn't weren't truthful the first time well, around there's when it asked there's
1: you there's obviously a lot going on but then
0: Oh there's a lot going on. Your
1: personality came out and so then
0: I was You like, shut down and decided to offer nothing in return
1: no it reminded me of something that went on this week well that goes on all the time okay. but came up this week
0: Will you open your eyes when you talk to me Will you like look at me <laughs> no gonna, i can't look can. at you I'm so, okay so I'm just kidding let's talk about it
1: well i just thought about it because you are a passive person and a passive parent And that has often led to especially amplified and exacerbated step family problems because of your passivity. Between my
0: aloofness and my passivity, it has an impact and my avoidance. I
1: was just reading, um, I was actually doing some reading today and yesterday and the day before some refreshers on these topics because I felt like it, I guess. Because that's what I do. Because that's what I do. It's what you don't do, but it's what I do Okay. when there's a problem i try to find solutions Uh and you don't but so i I was just (laughs) getting some refreshers on that this week and anyways that i brought that up because i was one of my favorite books is called step monster and i was reviewing that book yesterday and today and um there's a whole thing in there i forgot about statistics related to remarriage and um how it's just there's this phenomenon that most men who remarry and bring children to a marriage also tend to be very passive individuals.
0: <laughs> Not shocking. And when you take somebody who's already a passive person, yeah. and then you and you know go into a blended family situation, and you only see your kids half the time and your stepkids half the time, uh-huh. it like totally uh, exacerbates your my uh, tendency to be passive. It's like even worse than it probably would be otherwise. Of it shines light on it because like, like, you're
1: actually forced to make decisions, you're f- and yeah. have an opinion and set boundaries. Not, More only, than- <laughs> not only
0: that, but I think there's like in a lot of the decisions that you make, there's a level of guilt that comes along with it because you're, you know. But that's
1: your personality. Yeah, so yeah. in general, I just think it's interesting. Like, why do you think it is that passive um, men tend to find themselves divorced with children and in remarriages? <laughs> like, what's up with that? Wherever you go, there you are.
0: Probably exactly it. <laughs> Probably because their first marriage ended for a reason because maybe it's, big, maybe it's because they are passive and their personality, you know, got in the way. Um, I don't know. So I was that's just reading about the
1: impact of that on the stepmother and the relationship, on their mental health. And so that's one of the factors that contributes to the high rate of depression among stepmothers is the passive co-parent and mm-hmm. not co-parent, spouse. Um, that aside, that's what made me think of this topic. Okay, and I was also reading that they were saying that according, want some stats that she referenced in this book that I've had. I remember I just bringing this up because I had forgotten about this. That if you are, um, you know, the the divorce rate for remarriage is like is pretty high. Like that's up the highest in this book was mentioned was 65% divorce rate but um and then if you both bring if both partners bring children from a previous marriage to the relationship like what we have it's even higher apparently there's even higher risk there but Are you
0: trying to tell me something If
1: you la- but if it lasts more than 5 years the it drops drops dramatically, I think it might even be below the stats of first marriage divorce
0: rate. I mean, in some ways, and I'm no expert in this area, but I can, that makes, makes sense to me. It's like Why does that make sense to you? Well, it makes sense to me when you are married the first time and you go through that process of divorce, it's a very difficult decision. And then you get remarried and not only are you marrying, um, you know, your partner, but then you're bringing in my kids and your kids mm-hmm. and you're joining these worlds together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've already been through a divorce once mm-hmm. and all of the pressures that come around that i can totally understand where it's like it's so overwhelming at times and it feels you know we so were... you
1: understand just the high rate of divorce i'm curious i thought you were going to talk about the high rate the rate, why does it drop after five well then five i was going to say
0: that's well i was going to get there i was just going through the process and i think like since we've been together for almost 10 married for almost 9 Can you believe that? Almost nine.
1: Oh, I can fucking believe it. It
0: feels like 30. (laughs) Um... You get to a point though where you know these two worlds that we've we've put, pulled together that we've created our own world. Where the first you know few years, I feel like
1: don't you think it's just more like you survive, like you survive hell. If you can survive yeah. hell, it's like you're not going to get any worse. Co- it's correct? Just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's peaked. a big
0: part of it, right? You've we we've, we've peaked in that, and so it's like we know what we're in for. We know what to expect now. So anything that comes up, as hard as it may be, which sometimes is really fucking hard. Sometimes. A lot of times is. is <laughs> Sometimes. A lot of times is really hard. It is. It's like we've we've to me we've we've been through worse. Usually, you know what I yeah. mean. Like it's like we, the first we've, five years must be the worst. We've done this adjustment. Yeah, and I think that that's hard too. And if because if you can get
1: through that, then you're more likely to stay together.
0: Within you know, there's I think there's a lot of um probably variables that play into that, like the kid the uh, ages of the kids and you know, yeah. obviously other family dynamics and other things that you know. when well, you you've read them come book. together. It's been a while. It's been a while, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm just saying that all of that comes into play. So I'm sure, but in general, I think if you get past the five, the the five year mark, like you said, it's like, okay, I've been divorced before. We've been through hell and back and we're going to make everything we can work.
1: Yeah. It seems to be anything from here is not new. So it's like, even though it seems like you're repeating, I'm going to use the word battles sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not new. There's some lessons learned. So maybe it's just like less potent.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, we, I think you're right. I think as things come up, it feels sometimes like it's the same battle and that's where the challenge is. But when we're doing well, we know what to expect from each other. And we also know like... Oh, this is what you're feeling. This is, you know, what's going on. So um, I think we're better at supporting each other.
1: I wonder if you make it if there's some some sort of like situation or some sort of um, just transition like after five years for some reason that if you have like grief, because there's a lot in this book, too, I forgot about. And I've heard in other areas, you know, if you read just in general about step family stuff, like inherent in step families is just sort of like this constant layer of grief about what could have been, what should have been and what is not. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I wonder if it's just like the stages of grief, too, or it's just like you come a little more to acceptance of like we're just we just don't get to have the, the, the stuff that we wanted or that, you know, there's all these layers involved. Right. So it's a little more of just like surrendering to what is and living within that reality. Rather than sort of fighting and resisting against it anymore.
0: Well, I I think you're 100% right on that. I think about, you know, anything from holidays to personalities to other parents and, Uh you know, everything that comes into play in that. It's like you never, you'll never have it all. You can't have what you had in a, you know, your original nuclear family marriage Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know we have our kids half the time there's certain things that we just can't do because of that our celebrations for having the
1: kids those are those are such benign issues to me but like well but they like honestly they they truly are
0: that piece of it is
1: (laughs) i don't need them to be here all the time i would like harmonious relationships among all the adults that are raising them that's what i would like
0: that's exactly it that's what i'm saying though is yeah, we don't have that. And then, yeah. you know, not across the board. And then, so having them half the time, you lose some of the control and then you're fighting against all these other elements. It's not about the half time. That's not, you're right. That alone is not the issue. But even trying to like, you know.
1: but it, But that's what you point out. See, this is where like there's such contention between the two of us. Because mm-hmm. when we're talking about this very layered, heavy, like intense topic, you choose to go there. And it's like, really, Jim. That's like doesn't even scratch the surface yeah. on what our problems are.
0: Yeah, it do- it doesn't. And I guess from that standpoint, I was trying to go. I was I was using that or, as or a,
1: problems have been
0: as a as a simple. Um, uh, I don't want to say explanation, not for our problems, but just an understanding of like you know when you're trying to spend time together and you're trying to do things together to become a family and you know to join together you're always faced with something externally that's pulling you apart Mm -hmm. and that half time is just one little small piece in that and again i think if you have a good uh, good co-parenting um that doesn't have to be that much of an issue
1: yeah but back to like this because i was just jotting down some um back to this permissive parenting situation Mm -hmm. that we have going on here um or permissive passive i'm not sure personality um what like that adds that because you have all the external stuff right and then what's most important i think and i think a lot of experts would agree is that relationship then you have with each other and how you're there for one another and that when there is a passive parent involved it's like a very isolating alienating relationship it can be right so
0: i've learned that
1: there needs to be there's there's such when you are in living in a are participating in <laughs> um, a step family. There, is, it's such a need for an evolved ability to participate in relationships, and so it's you know it's just as added complexity it's like it's like you know leveling up in the video game world or something it's like oh okay you got you know let's try this one though try try to do this Mm -hmm. navigate this one so what 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 comes with that though when we find that we have more complex relationships we have to strengthen our boundaries even more like, right, like authentically, genuinely heartfelt boundaries. Um, passive and permissive individuals really struggle with boundaries.
0: Yeah. That's, and that's also, yeah, I mean, because as a passive, naturally passive person in my relationships and a people pleaser, it's like, I want everybody to be happy. And instead of being like, Yes, happiness can come and will come if you are, you know, a a good parental figure and a solid, trustworthy parental figure. But
1: if you don't have boundaries, you're not trustworthy. I know
0: that's what I'm saying is that that's the problem is that, you know, I've gotten sucked into that especially just because of my personality where it's like, oh, we're, we're together. I want to keep everybody happy. And in doing that, it's like, well, that doesn't make anybody happy because it just you get run over and then you lose control, not just control, but you lose the relationship because they aren't seeing, you know, the kids aren't necessarily seeing me or you aren't seeing me as, oh, this is the anchor to our family at times when I'm going along with whatever and just trying to make people happy. Right.
1: And then when dad does set a boundary or Jim sets a boundary, it's, oh, his wife must have done that.
0: Right. You get blamed for it. I even, get blamed even for it. Even when it doesn't Which come from you. Which it's rightfully <laughs>
1: so, though, because it is coming from me because you have no fucking boundaries. Right. <laughs> but, but even like, even. When your lack of boundaries impacts me, then right. I'm like, no, that's this isn't OK. Like, I'm not we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um you but even become when that, the mouthpiece for that. Yes, and then I get blamed. Even when blames. that boundary
0: doesn't come from you on certain things where it doesn't come from you, uh-huh. you still get blamed because naturally you are the one that is leading and saying, No, we need to do this. Yeah, this is I'm our commitment. Like, I'm not like going to be a take this role. here.
1: So, the, or whatever. But it's interesting how I was just thinking a lot about how that, like, over the years, that's been a theme for us. So, I and I and it's like fascinating to me in a way cuz it's like well that's just because the other person was trying to take advantage of you and they're used to taking advantage of you and they can't do it anymore right or right. like it's like who who has the who was the one trying to control whom this person had control of you suddenly somebody said hey that's not okay they don't get control anymore they take it as somebody else is controlling them mm-hmm. and it's like who who like you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. so much irony there Well
0: but, i think even you know where there is and and then when i've in 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 ways that where we get into it with each other and we don't feel seen as like but i've done this and i've done this and we just you know we talked to our therapist about this and she's like you know, me as the dad and, and just me and my personality, my role, I'm handling first order change. I'm, I'm dealing with specific issues as they come up, these little items. And you're talking about like the second order change where it's like, no, establish the boundaries as a whole, like be more, you know, expansive. And it's not about each. getting more to
1: the root of the problem. Right. That's the space that I live in. Right. That's wherever we go. There we are. We show up. We you and I conflict on that. You prefer to live in the outer mm-hmm. surfacey layers, one thing at a time like i'm like no let's go like there's bigger picture deeper levels change at this level kind of stuff you don't like that space i don't like your space Mm -hmm. so when there's something that needs to be dealt with we that's where we're like at odds Mm -hmm. um so i just bring all that up that's just sort of like the backstory there but we had another situation this week where it was like this isn't we need to set a boundary okay and it was you that needed to set the boundary (laughs) we both agreed that's the funny part is that the boundary needed to be Mm -hmm. set Um, but you didn't want to do it I don't know (laughs) <laughs> so, who probably gets blamed for it, me. It's such just such a impossible place to be in because it's like any single person would need this yeah. boundary set. Any single person. Anybody that isn't, that's in a healthy space. Well, I somebody s- that's not yeah. feeling run over, somebody that's not allowing themselves to be a doormat or taken advantage of yes. might allow it to keep going on. But any reasonable individual would be like, no, this is a boundary that needs to be set. You did not take the initiative to do that. And so- it led to some conflict between the two of us because it really irritates me that I have to continually initiate and bring up and say, hey, why are you putting me in this position? Why are you making me feel like the bad guy? And then you're like, that's your problem that you feel like the bad guy. (laughs) It's like, okay, fine, that part's fair. But also it's very frustrating to constantly be over here in this Mm -hmm. space alone. And, of course, the immediate response was, hey, Dad, how long did did Anne-Marie have to pressure you before you finally acted on this? That was the immediate response. (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is also, I said to you, I'm like, not only does that make me feel like the bad guy all the time for a normal, reasonable need, it also is telling of how people understand that they can sort of treat you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's the way I like looked at all of that. Yeah. Um, Everything, I mean, everything panned out really well, but I just was like processing uh, Uh the process.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And my, you know, and that's the thing I think unfairly of me was when I was like, well, you could, you could do this too. I knew this wasn't your place to do it. And I knew all of that. It, my response initially stemmed from the fact that I always feel like I'm always the one that is. Because you're say, the
1: one that has no fucking boundaries, Jim. <laughs> right. That's how this works. So, you avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. I'm just handling mine every day all the time. Right. Like, that's the difference. Well, you,
0: yeah. I, okay. I do. I absolutely
1: in general, do. In general,
0: you do. There's no. Of course, no, I'm
1: not perfect.
0: In general, you do. There's no question about that. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. It's just that. That's where I get a little bit, you know, stomp my feet and push back a little bit because it does feel like it's like you're constantly asking me to do things that I know I need to do. And it's like, and yeah. I told you, I'm like, well, um, it's, it it's uncomfortable. And I also, because the yeah.
1: only person you push back against is me. Well,
0: that's Which because I know. You're, you're my wife and my partner. And exactly. My... You're
1: a textbook passive husband. You will only, when you finally decide to push back, it's been, it's against the partner who needs you to set the boundary the most. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 And and like I said, I, I, there's no excuse for it. My only explanation is that, you know, it just, there's a lot of times where I feel like all of these other things, it's, um, a lot of other things are put on me, not just boundaries. And it's like, well, that's where unfairly, then I push back on something that I shouldn't push back on. I'm pushing back on the wrong thing. And I don't even mean push back. I'm just mean, instead of bringing the other things up and saying, Hey, this is, this is where I'm struggling with. This is what I have a problem with. And like, you're asking me to do this and I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm pushing back on the one thing that I know ultimately is my... My responsibility, you know, and not addressing yeah. all of the other stuff yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's your hesitation to set that boundary?
0: Um it's just discomfort with the conversation, even if it's like it's the right conversation. I don't know. That I mean I've thought I mean, about it. Do you this. not want
1: to be a parent? Do you want to be a friend? Did you want to be the child? Are you looking for your child to be your father or your mother? I don't know. What's
0: that about, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. That's a that's a that's a good question. I think that it's just, it's so easy for me to avoid and not see what I don't want to see in order to avoid the conflict that that's my default and that's what's in me. But why is there
1: conflict when it's just like, this is a rule? This is just a rule. This is the rule, kid.
0: That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question.
1: You have curfew. You have that. Like, that's not a big deal. Like it's very healthy and normal to have rules in your house. Very reasonable rules, by the way. We have like
0: oh, we have very. Reasonable I mean, rules. we've been
1: accused of spoiling our children. That that's
0: we do spoil them in a I, lot of so ways. So
1: I have just <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's so interesting to me. It's like reasonable things you're afraid to enforce.
0: Yeah, you know what I I guess unless
1: you're worried about judgment okay, from so, all other outsiders.
0: You know, I'll be honest with you. I think the biggest reason... Now, me taking proactive um, steps and setting the boundaries without you saying something or or, you know, even if I know they they need to be done, that's one thing. And I've told you this. I think there's a part of it within our relationship that comes up for me where it's like over the years where I've been like, kids, I want your help with this. Kids, I want your help with this. And there's been times where I feel like you've kind of shot me down on that. And it's like, just because you grew up that way doesn't mean like like the kid. And so it's made me...
1: Yeah, but this... one rule that I have, trust me, you did not grow up this way, no, and you're I'm yeah saying, nobody I'm, that you I'm know would have allowed
0: it's, that. It's I'm saying it's <laughs> all of those things that come up for me that get in my way of like I've tried to I've tried to do things in the way that I think I know how to do them and set boundaries in certain areas and I feel like I've I've tried to set boundaries that have been well I know that's been negated by
1: that's happened our
0: response your response I mean, that's to happened.
1: But um, I'm
0: not saying it's to me,
1: to me. And, and like, I know, I think I know what you're talking about. And like, my, I'm not trying to sound offensive. I guess I probably am. Um, when that's happened where I've come in and been like, no, we're not doing that. Even when yeah. you've just tried to do something. And a lot of the time for me, it's like you have wanted them to participate in things where it's like not even helpful in any way. Like, even if it's just like, I'm just trying to think of something where you're like, oh, you know, come pick up sticks in the yard. And it's like, OK, they're picking up like five twigs and then they're just coming Causing problems and complaining and <laughs> fighting and there's nothing efficient about any of this. Like, nope, they're right. not going to do that. They're but, not going to help with the artwork today. That feels
0: like that feels like. <laughs> you give them a pass when I'm trying to say, hey, I'm asserting some authority here. Mm-hmm. I'm the dad and I need help in the mm-hmm. yard. They might be useless as far as the help goes. Yeah. Then fine, you can waste your time out here but you're going to do it just because I do, you know, even if at the, the end of the day it pans out where yeah. it wasn't a help, it's like you don't just get to r- do whatever you want to yeah. do while I'm doing work in the yard. Like, I do need some help. And so I think yeah. over time... but you
1: stop doing that now? Because now I'm like, no, son, get one of the boys out there and help you. Like, you've I, actually, I send my son out all the time now you've to help actually you
0: now. So said, have them do this, have them do this, where yeah, it was kind of like for
1: the longest time, because to right. me it was just like it's just. But I think for that, me personally, it was selfish because I'm just like having them here is just yeah. more drama and more stress. Like I just can we just do this ourselves? But I think in
0: those instances when that stuff came up, there were other issues going on, and so there's always. I mean, and that is it's it's a difficult dynamic in a blended family when those things would come up, regardless of the circumstances. You saying that's not a, an important boundary, mm-hmm. and more like making a point of no, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not important and then I feel undermined and then on something that's a bigger issue then I don't respond to it and I ignore it and it's because like
1: you're afraid of them you're afraid of the big issues
0: yeah you know and I don't like I said this even I don't this, think it's this the, last issue that came up it was a very easy conversation and I know. it was not difficult it was just I, I think I just I did feel like bad to me, about it, it was
1: like yeah which was so weird to me right. it didn't make any logical sense and I tried to talk to you about that and to me the other frustrating part was just like your response to me through all of it it was like really you're going to put me in this position once again um it dovetails off to off not off to off of i had you listen to an episode of we can do hard things with glennon doyle and abby and their her sister um about i don't remember what it was about but they covered some of these ideas of like because Because she was like, Glennon is very much more like me and Abby is very much like you. Mm -hmm. And Abby's on this journey where she's decided to enter into therapy. And throughout her life, she's been quite more of a people pleaser and more conflict avoidant and non-expressive of her feelings and more of a positive patty, you know, and Glennon's like me and she feels all the feels, very expressive, negative Nelly, all all those stereotypical taglines. But um, she was just talking, Glennon was talking about how they had a situation in their family recently with one of the kids and you know they're in a they're in a step family abby doesn't bring doesn't bring any children to the relationship so it's not exactly the same but abby got emotionally worked up about something passionate had an opinion you know asserted herself in a situation and it helped and relax mm-hmm. like she noticed that she didn't feel the need to get so worked up about it mm-hmm. and that's just like natural like physics you know between two energies yeah
0: i've we've had that experience between us i felt that before where it's so like when much. i step Up, it's like, oh, you can relax a little bit.
1: Not only that, sometimes I'll be like, no, like, you know, like, I'm like, this, don't overreact, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like.
0: Yeah. And I think in some ways, it's like, that gets very confusing for me sometimes because again i think it goes back to wait a second you, this is what you've been asking me to do to to express myself and to show up more and then i have something and then you're being the more measured one the more reasonable one and then it's like oh when i do it like now it's no big deal like mm-hmm. just that's just that's a dumb thing to get worked up about like it mm-hmm. feels like well what do you think i've been telling you for a long time you know so but i understand that it's a balance i mean it's mm-hmm. it's a balance and if you feel like you have to be overly dramatic or overemphasized something to get a point across because it's the only way you can be heard i don't
1: feel like it it just happens right. it's just natural energy it's,
0: it's natural expression
1: when because you're met with because you nothing. feel like
0: nothing <laughs> you put out there is heard so then you have yeah. to amplify that message and so it's, right. it, that's all it is i mean
1: i have to i know that you've witnessed it occur between even my ex-husband and i like as we co-parent together you've watched me plenty of times maybe i'm getting more agitated and he's giving me perspective and he's getting more agitated i giving his there's there tends to be a fairly even exchange in that area mm-hmm. of you know what's the word i'm looking what's the just i guess just calming well, it's each a, it's other a, it's, a, it's, a, back, it's a back and
0: forth so that back and forth you're feeling even if you don't feel heard mm-hmm. you feel that the person your ex on the other side is as into that conversation and Mm as charged about it as you are.
1: Yeah. So when you yeah. So when you're when you're not sort of engaged in some Uh reciprocity. When you're just boring Jim. I mean yes, of course you're polarizing. You get polarized. Yeah.
0: I know. And and until I don't wanna say I think fairly recently. I'm not gonna say like six months or a year, but Probably the last, you know, at least couple of years, I've realized that my even keel external demeanor, even if on the inside I'm I'm worked up or whatever, and me not expressing that to you is that dismissiveness that you feel from that is not helpful. It's not calming. It's not, you know, oh, he's even keel so I can rely on that. You don't feel like you can count on me because, no, because of... because you're not even
1: keel. You're disassociated.
0: Right, right. Even keel
1: yeah. is what I'm looking for. You're not even keel. I think you think you are, but you're yeah, not.
0: Well, like I said, that's... <laughs> internally i'm not but i'm not expressing that because i'm trying no, so. to be like it's okay and we'll we'll figure this out and it's like no but you need to do something you need to take action like there yeah. has to be a response i need to see that you under you know i mean it's it's natural it's
1: yeah no even keel would be is definitely the desired um energy that i seek i i'm just telling you that's not what comes from you
0: i I agree with that (laughs) that's what i that's why i said internally even though i'm emotionally charged and everything else i'm trying to present this demeanor where i can remain calm and everything else but all i'm doing is masking what i'm feeling i'm not i'm not being genuine about it so of course you're gonna see that and you're gonna rec- realize that oh no you're not e- being even keel there's so much you're not saying in in all of this that's you don't know then i mean it, it makes it's mm-hmm. like then you have to guess at the whole thing and i'm presenting this even keel where okay no we're gonna no, do this no you're and it's not gonna be presenting
1: fine. even keel you're presenting shut off closed off okay
0: I'm I'm trying to underneath it all I am not even keeled I'm acknowledging no I'm
1: also telling you you don't present that way you don't present that way you present of like why is this bitch coming at me again with this and you may be stoic or you may be like these things but it's very much it's not it's not even keeled it's not there in your body it feels like you very much um, I'm going to use the term disassociated Mm -hmm. from it yourself you're disassociated from yourself
0: yeah because underneath it all i'm probably in some of those uh, circumstances actually thinking why is this bitch coming at me with something else yeah you know
1: yeah this bitch is coming at you with something else because you haven't done a goddamn (laughs) fucking thing about it that's why
0: (laughs) i always love it when you make yourself laugh okay there's truth in that there's a lot of truth in that there's truth in we're, that. we're working we're working on that and
1: my life advice is to exercise my funny bones so mm-hmm. i'm working on keep
0: trying <laughs> you know Except I, i'm not
1: supposed to do it with and so it's this idea of like sarcasm is often come across i'm changing the subject here in a way but not really it's just you know criticism but like it's like it's like my humor like it's in my bloodline like that's what we do like i mean aren't most comedians sarcastic like but like to walk this line where it's like
0: but most comedians are funny
1: i've been told that um i've been told by somebody who doesn't like sarcasm they're turned off by it so part of me is like well that's your issue to explore don't put that on me but also that um like yeah like that's not a That's not a good trait, and I'm and I'm just thinking like, so how can you? Now I'm gonna mess this up, but there was a suggestion of being sarcastic, but not in a way that puts anybody or anything down and i'm just like trying to imagine what that looks like i don't know
0: that that's possible but i would say this i think there's a fine line between kind of meanness and sarcasm and so trying to find that balance and and know when to use sarcasm and when not to right like when it's like no that felt like a personal attack and that really hurt
1: this is what the discussion like also transition to, it's like what it looks like is not using sarcasm when you're activated.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree with that hundred percent because there are plenty of times where you're very sarcastic and I know that. And, and it's like, I might roll my eyes and be like, okay, you're doing this again, but it doesn't bother me. And it, it doesn't feel personal. It doesn't hurt. It just feels like it's maybe obnoxious, but it's also like you're being funny at the same time. Even but then that begs expense. the
1: question, like, why am I activated around you all the time? <laughs>
0: What are you doing to activate? What are you not doing to activate me? I think we know (laughs) a lot about all of that. And I think that that's something that our yeah, personalities, IE we've talked, a, step we've talked about book. it so many times <laughs> on here too. And even outside of the obvious things that are like, you know, yes, I'm too passive. Okay. That's a huge area that I need to work on setting the boundaries and stuff. And it's, I told you the other day, it's like thinking about that when I'm at work versus at home, of course, it's much easier for me to set, even though I don't set boundaries perfectly at work. It's not like, oh no, I've got it all figured out and I do it perfectly. I've tested it out a lot more there and I'm more comfortable doing it there to some degree than I am. And then when I get home, it's like everything goes out the window. And it's just because I think all of the emotion and everything else behind it, just it's overwhelming to somebody like me. Mm. And so again, with our personalities being so Different every in almost every way, the way we respond to a situation is different. Mm-hmm. The way we interact is different. The way we talk to people is different. Every part of how we operate and navigate our world is different.
1: Yeah, we have similar hair though, you yeah, know? both thinning. Yeah, and um, our <laughs> Yours yeah. is better
0: than mine, but
1: yeah, we physically look like we could be related, but yeah, other than that, there's like nothing
0: we're <laughs> on ancestry, we are not related for the record.
1: Like, we've covered that,
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, we have I mean we have a lot of similar interests. You know, our risk averse tendencies are much different than each other, mm-hmm. but we are interested in the same things. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah, though it's just we are so different in so many ways, but that's why I love being with you because I get to learn so much. And it's like, it's it's freaking hard when we operate at different frequencies, we do things differently. But I get to learn so much about things that I would have never, I would have just glossed over in life. I would have just ignored those. Like there's half my world I wouldn't even be in tune to.
1: Well, I also think that you choose where you go. So Mm -hmm. you definitely, if it wasn't me, it'd be somebody else like me. So you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. And like, same for me. Like, I just, I do think that there's like, just like. I agree with that. We are, we are picking our relationships because we are, we are trying to sort out our own internal like wounds. I was drawn to you for that
0: reason. That was a big part of why I was drawn to you is the way that I saw you just present yourself, the things you were interested in, how you talk. I mean, it was just like all of that came together. We were talking was like, about
1: this the other day. Uh, I was doing my um, that tapping training and the presenter was, again, this is nothing new, but it just she, she brought it up again about how people tend to partner up. She's a therapist. She's like, anybody guess what my husband's profession is? And I don't know. I think the whole world knows this, but in case you don't, just about anyone in the health and human services world is married to like an engineer or something along those lines or mathematician. So everybody, of course, said engineer and she was like close mathematician. So but she was just talking about that same thing like you know we're drawn to each other the aspects that I was drawn to and him were just like wow I just really want to be really analytical and you know this person just seems so poised and cool and calm and collected and then from his side it's like wow she seems to just have it all figured out she's got it going on um what was the word though how did I think I feel like I, I told you about this and they just seem to know oh my gosh but then after a while obviously those Things that impress you the most begin to annoy you, mm-hmm. and I forgot the way she said her husband described her. Just
0: I don't remember. She's
1: I don't know if it was just something along like she's got a lot to say. Oh my God, did she ever shut up? Like it, it wasn't uh-huh. that exact thing, but it was more like
0: <laughs> that. trash. you know?
1: Does she, you know, what's her problem now? Kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. um. So yeah, i remember, I was laughing about that and shared that with you. Okay, and you so like laughing Yeah. So you, know just, you, you just remember that, was just a week ago. You
0: just shared something. <laughs> I just gave specifics about you and what attracted me to you, and then you decided to talk about some. Else's story I just at their gave partner. the
1: same... Well, it's the same thing.
0: Okay. So it was those things... It Analytical. Would, those were the things with me poised, that... Poised,
1: uh, calm, like just... Um, whoa, what was that noise? That was, was that that? Okay. <laughs> um, well, okay. So good question. Let me think a little bit more about that. Let me put myself back in there.
0: I don't space. need to put you on the spot.
1: Um, well, no, because now I'm curious. It was... I mean, I keep saying this, it's so superficial, but the first thing was your face. Um.
0: <laughs> that's natural though, of course. It's like, if you don't have some kind of attraction yeah. up front, like that's-
1: But, and secondly, like, I just knew that like, you had you had your life together. Like it was, it was very much like, oh, this person has the, all the logistics together that I struggle with. Like, you know about how to, I don't know, gosh, I'm really sounding like an idiot right now. And I you guess that's You sound like why... me, you sound like me
0: on the <laughs> podcast. This is great for a change
1: because I don't want this to come out the wrong way but it was very much like okay you have a steady job um, you like are doing things with your life as far as like there's a plan to retire like you but I mean I, that sounds so so baseline but I mean you actually you also well, had your ducks in a row but stability you knew, at our age in the mid 30s is important yeah you knew what that entailed you had a plan yeah. and you were taking care of it you know what I'm saying and it's like okay so you you just have like Jesus I mean I guess I was just looking for a father I guess that's I, what it comes down to well, I was looking for my dad. (laughs) I'm laughing about that because... I used to call my dad all the time. Like my dad managed my 401k for me. Like he always like I'm like, what do I do here? What do I, I don't know what to do. So he like took care of everything for me. So yeah, basically I was looking for that version, those those qualities. I mean, but yeah, no, for sure. And it's funny because I joke about this all the time. I definitely married my dad the second time around. Um, emotional unavailability and all.
0: <laughs> yeah. How's that working <laughs> I mean, out for you? I love you. you, Dad.
1: Shout out to Dad. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you're not married to him. So while well, you are, but. Yeah, you know it's it's like anything. Like you just said, though, is all of those qualities that you had when I first met you that I loved about you are were my deficiencies or weaknesses that I'm like I you know so much to learn from you and we just work so well together because we look at things kind of differently, but like we 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 have the same goals I think and um and then over time those things wear on you you know those Did those you traits. ever
1: like see me at first and think like well, first of all did you know that you were agreeable Did you know like that you were like yes you felt you fit the mold of all these things like people I ever did. complained that about you before like please have an opinion please don't be a doormat like i need you to step mm. up here i need like did people ever? did you ever sort of get those messages in your life at all or worry about that yourself
0: like, i guess so i will say this never got those messages the way that you've given me those messages <laughs> yeah. let's be clear about that but i've always known like no i go along with i go with the flow whatever's going on i'll go with that flow typically yeah. you know for the most part and that that's how i've always operated when I got divorced and I met you, I was kind of in like this—I uh, don't want to say journey, but this like—I'm like, no, I need to look out for me too. Like, I need to be able to s- express what I'm feeling, and, and I feel like so
1: you—you you can only have been on that journey if you recognize you hadn't been on that journey. Yeah. So it was obviously like
0: it was—I okay. so, recognize I recognized I was doing all those things. Okay. I don't know that anybody, and maybe they did. I, now I just I, I don't recall, but I don't—I mean, I think that was just something that I did know about myself.
1: I mean, I think it's fair and to so, say that you probably receive a lot of energy whether it's verbal non nonverbal of like hey Jim um, make sure you don't get taken advantage of here hey are you you know yeah. are you sure that's what's best for you I think but... that's the thing
0: is I've never gotten it professionally but in my personal life absolutely Yeah. so that's, that's definitely existed and so I think the problem with that is it's like I also didn't know how to do that and so when I met you and it was like I need to do these things I didn't know how to communicate that at all so I think a lot of in a lot of ways you know I think I, I probably and you've said so much you know came across as maybe being arrogant or like just like um i came removed. across as arrogant? no me me to you like oh. all these things that you probably i know you had feelings about me and after you know after we were together for a while and we started talking about them, you're like yeah i had this impression of you and i had this impression You it's like i think a lot of those were me trying to be like no i need to be more assertive i need to express these things and then over time because of the way i did it i didn't do it probably from I mean, a that's
1: now i have <laughs> but I, I I see what you're saying there but I don't agree with it that's all okay um because well. of what it's the it was the passivity that actually is what made me be like that's arrogance or judgment um so if there was an opinion raised like i hear what you're saying there but um i wouldn't put it into that category but it's funny that you said that like you've never been told things so directly about some of those characteristics of you more than by me i think i could say I, the same like
0: my family said things to me over 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 the years i mean they they definitely were like you know hey you know you got to look out for yourself and are you sure like yeah like, like there was no but nobody's ever in, of- like
1: jim uh where's your backbone here or hey they're being that you're being treated like a Doormat. Like, mm, like those things you. have come from me. Yeah. And I think it's also fair to say that you've done as equally much insulting damage to me and my characteristics. Like the things that you of have course. said to me about qualities you don't like and the things that you've described, nobody else has ever mm-hmm. said. So, right. And I understand like why you say that because it's like
0: verbal diarrhea when it comes you're out chump
1: and like, you're just an idiot. Oh, okay. But okay. also that, that's, that's what, that's what that <laughs> I'm is. <totally> kidding. <laughs> it's my sarcasm. Um, no, but for real, there is some truth to that. Um, I, but you've also said them and your words hurt so mm-hmm. like, yeah i understand that like you have it wrong but the fact that you would feel that way and say those things is pretty hurtful
0: well i'm sorry that i've hurt you and i know i've hurt you. i'm not liked,
1: like i'm i'm just want to like because i just i just wanted to like oh, say like it goes both ways it, like, absolutely I, no no, no, no. it absolutely
0: right goes now. both ways i think that's a huge part of it is like yeah when we have those feelings about each other it is it's it's like verbal diarrhea and it comes out in such a mean callous careless way uh-huh. because all our feelings are are pent up and it's like we just throw out you know we
1: feel like we've been hurt by those very
0: characteristics right so we throw it out in the almost the meanest way possible to get the most attention to try to hurt back using those exact same things that we felt hurt by Mm -hmm. so yeah no i of course i don't want to sound like oh i'm just the angel here yet
1: you do (laughs) well i wish i
0: if i was (laughs) i wish i was of course you always
1: try to come across as the angel
0: well (laughs) you can try I also want to be real.
1: Uh, so anyways, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. But, um, yep, boundaries were tested this week. Uh, I'm sorry, managed this week. Um, tested our relationship. Um, and, yeah, it's hard. It's always it's hard.
0: hard. It's always hard and it's we're always learning. And then you, you learn and you feel like you've, you understand something. And like, we go through an experience like this, which at the end of the day, the experience it was, the boundary was not a big deal in, you know.
1: Right. It was your, your reaction to right. all of it. That's what I tell you all the time. I'm like, yeah. it's not even this thing. It's now how you're responding right. to not only it, but and specifically me in regards to it. What just happened to your tongue? <laughs> that was so
0: interesting. I just, interesting. I just yawned and I was trying to keep it my was, mouth closed are you when a I yawned. Was... Um, yeah. No, what I was going to say is it's like, that's the thing is, as you, as you go through and you you grow and you would learn oh that's what that looks like that's doing that wasn't as hard as I thought it was and then you think you're going to hit the next time when you can you know when you're going to do that again and it's like there's always some other nuance or twist or something else which then almost makes it like me revert back to like that last thing didn't happen I just you know don't I mean?
1: understand why you would feel bad setting the boundary like um, it just, I, don't, doesn't even, make I don't sense. I don't even know. Like that's so psychologically interesting to me. Like
0: I agree. I totally agree. And I told you, like <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know why because it's. I don't feel when I think about well, why do I feel bad? I don't have a reason. Do for you it. feel
1: bad telling people to stop taking advantage of you? Because that's what um, had to. That's what that was.
0: I, when you put it that way, no. But obviously, there's more to it, and I don't quite understand what. And
1: I'll tell you what you know. And this didn't happen here, okay? This I I want to be very clear about this. The person's response to this was commendable and wonderful and fantastic and that's just goes to show how much growth we have made as a family over the years. Mm-hmm. However, I there have been other situations where it's like if you set a boundary with somebody and they make you feel guilty about it or they like do all these things to like try to talk you out of it. Like that's exact, that's how you know the boundary needed to be set in the first mm-hmm. place. And that's probably why you have difficult time setting boundaries yeah. is because you've been in a position where that has been the result. And Constantly. also like, you know, go back to Glennon Doyle different podcast episode Uh she's I love the way some of her pearls of wisdom at times I don't find her to be all wise and all knowing but there are areas where she just drops some truth bombs that are just like so uh, so good it's she talks about how it's not always just even the setting of the boundary it's what comes next that's mm-hmm. the hardest part so that's why we avoid it because we know we're gonna be met by somebody that's gonna try to talk us out of it disregard it yes. and I just I don't know if that's happened to you more than it's happened to me and that's why I mean just to try Trust me, it's difficult. And there are certain people where it's like, I do not want to fucking deal with this person because I just know it's not going to be honored. I think I'm going to get pushed back or I'm going to get questioned or whatever it is, you know?
0: I think it has happened to me more than you. And I might be wrong on that, but I just feel like I've had so many people want to push back against me setting a boundary and being uncomfortable or wanting their way and feeling like they could do that, which hurts and not respecting the boundary or me setting a boundary and then them violating the boundary. And it's like, you know when you face that over and over and over again it just feels like it feels hopeless and it feels so uncomfortable because it's like what's my choice here you know what I mean and it's like well no you just you set a boundary you have to stick with it and you have to mean it and it you know and it's like and as you move forward those people that want to continue to violate your boundaries then you have to you know lessen the association with them yeah I mean that's all it's like I have tried over and over and over again and I'm met with resistance every time yeah it's I will say this I don't have as many of those issues as I used to. Okay. But it's still hard.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. What role do you play in that? You must play, you must be a role that you play in that though.
0: Yeah. I, I my, mean, this my... isn't a
1: blame a victim situation. I want to be very clear about that, but there's a role that you played in that. There's something there.
0: I think my role is in the way I approach it and my role is to not be assertive and my role is to leave room for them to go, you don't really actually mean that. Like that's not that important to you. So, you know, you're saying something here, but it's not... Maybe it's – and you've said it to me. It's not believable maybe. So I think in that way – and the thing that bothers me about that is like that shouldn't be the reason why somebody, you know, violates a boundary. is because why I didn't believe you. That's not fair. But my role in that I think is to – I've been a people pleaser for too long and I've done what other people want to do for too long. And I haven't, you know, stood up for what I believe or I want a lot of times. So
1: is it fair to say then again like – no matter if you're in a partnership, no matter who it's with, you're likely to link with somebody that's going to make decisions because you don't like to make decisions. So it feels good to be with somebody maybe that's going to say, okay, well, this is what we're doing then. I don't know. It depends on the topic.
0: It depends on the topic. Yeah. And I will say, you know... I- I face that in our relationship. Well, that's what
1: I wanted to ask you. Yeah. It's like, where do you think that I have violated then or taken advantage
0: of you? I think that I've told you this, that that is a hard thing for me in this relationship as you're like, look, you're too passive. You need to set boundaries. When I try to set them in our relationship or I try to express an opinion, I feel like you, too, walk all over that or sometimes, not all the time, obviously, but you dismiss me and what I express to you. And so, therefore, it feels like I go back to my own best friend and the person, you know, my partner. Well, I guess
1: we're not best friends then, are we?
0: (laughs) But it doesn't – it comes from a different place with you and that's – and I've told you this. Like in our relationship between each other, they're in the there's just past – again, with me, my lack of setting boundaries with others has hurt you because then you feel like, well, you're the only one – you know, I'm the only one you're setting boundaries with. Well, it doesn't just
1: hurt me. It, it, the, the, I'm impacted by that yeah. because we're a unit. And so now that my boundary has been right. crossed and I don't have a voice. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like – and it's not even because I don't go assert my voice. I'm not allowed to speak. Like. Like, it's like i'm literally been muzzled in this situation <laughs> so it's like i mean even if there was like it's like i don't i don't get to say it like, that's not an opportunity here. So you're my well, mouthpiece and you're being violated and I'm right. literally affected by it. And your point, that, nobody's
0: asking you is your point. I'm not muzzling you, but nobody's asking you. No. So I'm the mouthpiece Correct in a lot of ways.
1: Yes. Yeah. Nobody's asking ought, would it go even further to say nobody wants to know because yeah. they don't like the answer because they know what I did. They know what it is, right? right? They know they can walk all over you and they know they, they, know they can't walk all exactly. over me. So it's easier just to talk to you. But yeah, absolutely. It impacts me, impacts right. my life. Like, other than that, it's like if I do have a problem with situations that don't impact me, then that's my own shit that I need to figure out. You know, if there is a th- something that comes up that doesn't impact me and I'm getting really activated that you're allowing this person to do this to you, that's my own thing. And that does happen a lot. There's been a couple, I wouldn't say a lot, that does happen. Even this week, there is something that you said that it's hard for you to talk to me about. And I said, well, I get activated in that situation because I feel like you have no boundaries there and that person is those people are taking advantage of you and that activates me because um and I was admitting it because I it brings up a lot where I have felt like you haven't stood up for me or us or whatever it is so it's like I'm projecting it's like oh he's doing it again over here Mm -hmm. I'm getting triggered by it so that's my own thing to work out right? That I have to release you of. But when it does impact me directly, Mm -hmm. then that's a different story.
0: Yeah. No, I I totally agree with that. I I completely agree with that. And like I said, you just asked where it comes up. And it's like, I think it comes up from a place of sometimes it's when you're impacted. And of course, you're going to like speak up and you're going to be like, wait a second, this is, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to assert myself here because this impacts me. And then I think there's other times where, it doesn't necessarily impact you, but you're feeling hurt or or whatever else, and so you respond, you project, and so that's it comes up. I,
1: I project because it's a aspect that of your personality that impacts me in other times. Yes. So that's exactly. like that's what I'm saying. Yep. Just like you know, we all do that with each other mm-hmm. a lot. So that's where that shows up there. Anyways, do you have anything interesting to say right now?
0: <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's – I think that's – how do you think you do with setting boundaries?
1: Um, I think that I set – I think I'm the opposite. I can have the opposite with you. Okay, well, I've thought a lot about this this week. I'm trying to – I've really been reflecting on – where it's different because I'm starting to have this idea that like we all struggle with the same amount of the same thing, but it's in a different area. So we just might not recognize it in that way. So because I, I know a lot of my boundary. I know that I struggle with boundaries a lot. For me, it's... It shows up differently, obviously. It
0: does, but, oh, go ahead.
1: Um, But in the way that you struggle with boundaries, I'm like almost over-boundaried. Mm-hmm. I don't even put myself in those scenarios. Yep. I don't offer myself up. We've talked about this before. You spread yourself too thin. I don't even offer the spread. I'm just like, sorry, you're not getting it because I don't want to have to deal with having <laughs> mm-hmm. that. But- um It's true. But where I do spread myself too thin is in another area where I I really, um, I, I I'm still trying to, maybe concretize that, but I do feel like it's in this idea of like really worrying about how everyone else is feeling so that I... And I let that sort of inform how, like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I wish you, I don't like being asked questions on the spot, okay. obviously. So what I do was, you want to say about that? Well,
0: I, here's what I want to say about it. And this is where I get frustrated. I have gotten frustrated with you before because you're like, this isn't, like, you need to set the boundary. And why do you feel guilty about it? And I have watched you set a boundary around curfews with one child in particular and mm. set a boundary. Mm-hmm. And then change that boundary, Mm -hmm. and then change that boundary, Mm -hmm. and then change that boundary. And I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to feel guilty about setting a boundary, and yet I feel like you can't stick to the boundary that you set. And it becomes, and and then I go, okay, wait a second here. This is there's there's more to this situation, or there's more to this boundary. I understand where you're coming from. I guess I I have a little bit more uh, Mm -hmm. understanding about where you're coming from, but I, I I tend to feel sometimes like oh, it's so easy to set a boundary until it's not. You know, that comes up for me in those situations. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, yes, I'm just... It's, it's, like, it's like you have this idea in your head and the more you like put words to it, you're like, never mind, that sounds so ridiculous. But I almost feel like that relates to this idea of like... I have this great need to feel understood and have everybody else fully on the same page, Uh okay? So if I am going to set a boundary, I need to just set a boundary in this idea of like, not everybody else needs to understand and see Mm -hmm. fully the way you see and understand things. So if I even think about it in the curfew situation, like it will be like, I I need the kid to also understand why I've set this thing and fully agree. And be like, that makes perfect sense, mom. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your guidelines and your rules and your structure.
0: And of course it doesn't happen. And
1: then when that doesn't happen, then I stretch. Yeah. So um, that's where I think that shows up for me a lot.
0: Yeah, I also think part of that is you set an initial boundary because of your, I think what you wrestle with, and this is where I understand where there's a difference between it. Mm-hmm. You wrestle with your own, is this my own is this my anxiety and discomfort? Well, yeah, it
1: makes me more comfortable if you have to be home by right. midnight. I had to be home by midnight when I was in high right. school. I understand none of his friends apparently have to be home by midnight. You know, so then it's just like, oh, is this for my comfort or yes. is this fair? I
0: think that's where you <laughs> wrestle with it. And yeah. when you when I talk, and that's where I have to check myself because I'm like, it feels hypocritical when... you do those things, but then I'm like, but I understand your reason behind it is because you also are like, wait a second, am I doing this for me or am I doing, but but I think in in a lot of situations with that, with raising kids and and the boundaries, whatever they may be and Mm -hmm. things like that, I do that all the time. Well, I was raised this way and this is the expectation and this is how it worked. And it's like, okay, well, why am I doing that now? Is it because that's the way I was raised or is it because that's what I truly believe and that's the way I want it to be. And that's what I think is reasonable in this situation. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to separate those things out Mm -hmm. just because i mean it's human nature yeah yeah what else you got anything
1: um yeah you had i we we got see we go off on these tangents and it's so disorganized um i feel like i wasn't done with something
0: oh we talked about now i asked you about boundaries we talked about boundaries um but yeah i don't know
1: okay (laughs) Of course you don't. Um, So, okay. But do you have any regrets about or any thoughts about how you would have handled the situation differently? Because...
0: This week? Yeah.
1: Because it is so complicated with the step family variables.
0: Yeah. I would have just uh, handled it by addressing it and talking about it um, a couple months ago. And before it became a thing that needed to be talked about. Okay. So instead of being like, well, let's just see what happens and let's just, you know, let it play out. And then, oh, it's uncomfortable to say something now because I've already let it get this far you know and it's like mm-hmm. instead of doing that I would have just been like mm, we're going to set the expectations up front so that nobody's confused and then I wouldn't have felt guilty about it because it's not like I don't want to say taking something away but not like changing something after not saying anything about it for a couple months you know so it's like because that I think is confusing too Is like well you didn't seem I mean all this time you didn't say anything and that's not necessarily on me they never asked either either but at the same time it's like why didn't I just say something a couple months ago and just nip it in the bud? Yeah, and why, then... Jim?
1: You had said to me, well, you could have said something. And I was like triggered mm-hmm. by that because I was like, dude, okay. So I don't know why you have such a problem saying something okay. to your own biological children about
0: stuff. Yep. Can I just answer that? Can yeah. I respond to that? I want to respond to that because yeah. this is this is what happened. This is what I was talking about. It honestly, when I did that, you were texting me and I was at work and you were like, oh, we have to do this this week. Don't forget you have to do this this week. Don't okay. Okay. So, so,
1: but that's not that where I'm was, going, So You don't need to explain yourself. Okay.
0: What I was, my point is, that response to you was a bullshit response. It was a bullshit response, and, and it wasn't even something that I, I knew, I knew that wasn't fair to say. So, I'm, I will acknowledge that.
1: Okay. Because it's like not a good position as a step parent to be put in.
0: Yeah. No. I, I like all. I said, <laughs> when I said that, I was just feeling like you're at home and you're like rapid firing all of these things, reminding me that they need to be done, and that made me. And I was going that's into a meeting, and I was. Feeling, response. I was totally immature, um, and I was feeling very overwhelmed at the moment. And then I was just like,
1: "So you're being a dick."
0: I was being a dick. I was. I was being a dick. And I. But did, I just then don't I,
1: like. I don't understand. I, I'm going to knock on wood and stuff, but like I just don't feel like I have an insecure relationship with my biological children. Like I, that just doesn't come up for me. I don't worry about, oh, no, like they're going to like their dad more or, oh, no, I need them to like me more. Or like I, I truly just inherently am like, oh, my God, it's so important to me that you guys feel equally loved by your children, your parents. And you think that your parents are amazing because you know that you came from them and I know what it feels like to want to feel like I have the parents that I'm supposed to have Mm -hmm. and that everything is as it's meant to be. So for me, there's never been any insecurity as far as like how – how I think my kids think about me in that way, right? Mm-hmm. With stepchildren, it's a different story. There's def- there's natural insecurity there, of course, and I think that's normal. Mm-hmm. I think that that is very normal. I don't understand how it can happen at the first level though, where you're at, I and
0: think... then to
1: also put that expectation on me. I feel like you put a lot on me in that way of like, yeah. sure, yeah, you can assume this role with my children, and it's like, no, I, I don't, I don't okay. feel comfortable. So let me
0: let me um, explain a couple things here. Okay, I think that you are very fortunate that you co-parent with your ex very well and that
1: but I make sure that I'm not trying to be mean but like I have a vital role in that
0: you do you absolutely do and I'm not I, you're right I can't make an excuse for myself in that like I own (laughs) I own a part of that
1: there's no other option
0: I own a part of that it is both and and one person can't do it alone but I don't want to get into that right but there are other things where I feel like with your kids you're like I need you to talk to this kid about this and it's like you have no problem telling me to do that and that's where I feel like and I do it and I'm like no they're all of our kids and that's the way I want to treat it even though I'm minute, not trying to I be don't their dad I tell
1: you to talk to my kids about things sometimes I ask for your help because I'm like hey like I need some reinforcement here he right. thinks that I'm being unreasonable it'd be helpful if I had some you know support yes. here yes to say like this isn't actually unreasonable of her you know
0: I totally agree I
1: don't ask you to I don't ask you to set boundaries with them I mean not that you would even ask me because like you have well, our- that's you're boundaryless, but <laughs> that's 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 the,
0: like, <laughs> that's the thing. I think that you do ask me to enforce the boundaries. Um, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's not
1: even about, but I okay. mean, even just difficult conversations. Yeah,
0: I'm not defending myself. I just feel like, and you've created. There really is not a lot of boundaries with the
1: kids, actually. But anyways, go ahead. No,
0: but it's you've set you've set a state you've set a different uh, the tone and the stage for a different relationship with your kids. Um, and again, the co parenting piece is a big part of that. And I'm yeah. part of that process. But you are
1: also you also have an active role in how your children feel about their step parent.
0: Absolutely. I mean, both
1: biological parents completely shape that 100. Mm-hmm. percent I totally so, agree. I totally agree. I mean, not 100 percent obviously <laughs> the parents that parent well, themselves yeah. has a role in that, but. You know, it's amazing how much impact the their with loyalty binds that the that that's going to inform. I'm not making
0: an excuse for that right now. I just don't necessarily want to get in the details of it. Um, I know. I'm trying to figure out the
1: insecurity. I'm trying to figure out how you could feel how you could feel insecure about your relationship with your child to the point where it's difficult to approach conversations. Like, I just, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm genuinely inquiring. It's such a foreign concept to me.
0: Um, well, I don't have an answer for you. That's a direct answer. What I do have is... Do you disagree
1: with my first assumption about that there being insecurity there?
0: No, there is an insecurity. And, And so I think what happens is... I naturally am more passive, and so when I talk about something, my my insecurity that I already have, for whatever reason naturally, is a lot of times reinforced when I come back and talk to somebody else about that, if I talk to you about that, and you're like, well, you should have said this, this, and this, and it's like, you know, that that those were the important things to say, and it's like, okay, so I missed the mark in that conversation, or then I hear these other things come back about, you know, um, how they view me or something else, and it just reinforces the insecurity I already have. So so I try to overcome that by, you know, trying to have real conversations and actually talking to them. And I, I don't have an answer for that, but it is challenging, and it, and it is, um, it's something I struggle with because I don't like it. I don't like going into a conversation and feeling like I'm like. I've, I've tried to get better about, I'm not tiptoeing into a conversation. I'm going to just be more direct about it. Certain things are hard to, uh, might not be comfortable to talk about, but guess what? It's just going to be direct about it. And I've done that a few times now where I'm like, look, I don't know how else to say this. And this might be uncomfortable, but like, I have to tell you this or, or you know, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And usually it goes over pretty well. But again, I think that a lot of it is just, I've, I've felt, and again, I think it starts with my own passivity. Mm -hmm. that when I have um, had real conversations, I am met after the fact with, you know, my insecurity being reinforced by other people, like basically telling me I didn't handle it right, or I didn't have the right conversation. I didn't, you know. And so that's hurtful, and that makes me question even more about, you know. Is there a
1: chance that you didn't, though? Like, is there a chance that you didn't because you were avoiding, because you were afraid to talk about the things that should have been talked about so that there's actual truth
0: to that? I question that a lot of times, and sometimes I think absolutely that's the case is that oh that was maybe difficult so I avoided it and then there's other times where I'm like no I genuinely just didn't think about that or to me that wasn't the most important part so I didn't like I didn't yeah I didn't think about that because what I thought I was talking about was more important and so it's it's I don't want to say it's 50-50 but there's a percentage of both you know where it's like no to me I think I handled the conversation the way I needed to handle it and maybe not the way you wanted to handle it or should you thought it should have been handled and then I think there's other times where it's like no you're right I did dance around that too much
1: yeah i think the only time i ever complain is that if you've danced around what the real important thing was and you just like stuck stuck in your comfort zone and 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 nothing there was no like positive result
0: yeah i think that that's the feeling you have a lot of times and sometimes you're right and I yeah. think sometimes you're not and I think that that's Maybe. the challenge that I have to then go well you know what she has her feelings about it I'm confident in the way I handled it and I, I need to be comfortable in myself in the way I handled that mm-hmm. and not be you know not let that but get to but what's the me. point
1: of having a connecting conversation if you're not going to connect
0: no I'm saying there are conversations where I think I've connected and then I've come back and if I've talked to you about it and said hey you know I just had this conversation and then you've like questioned whether it was a connecting conversation and then that makes me insecure here because it's like well then was it a, i think it, i felt like it was i think it was you weren't there but now you're quite making me question myself on whether it was well yeah
1: because if you tell me what you said so. and like that wasn't connecting and then I, also like right other people give me the same feedback
0: i i know and so that's the challenge is that you know when i oh i think i i think that was a really good conversation and then what
1: it yeah and I then think. you find
0: out after the fact either it wasn't or. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it was. Who knows? I mean, a lot of times we just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's the what happens next mm-hmm. is the important part of that. You know, is there follow-up? Is there, you know, consistency?
1: Well, like Abby was talking about, she's learning how to enter into these scary conversations for herself because they're scary for her. She just starts with the truth. And it's a sentence that says, I want to be honest with you. And not only does that set the stage for the other mm-hmm. person, but it also sets the stage for herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what comes next is going to be something honest.
0: So it's funny. So that, some
1: of it is just like, I'm not sure what yeah. I want to say right now. I just know I want it to be honest and you just take it one yeah. step at a time. So it's funny
0: because I feel like that's, without having listened to that prior to, I feel like the last couple of conversations I've had, maybe not those exact words, but I think even sometimes those exact words, I've used that to start the conversation off. And I think it's mm-hmm. very helpful. Okay. You know, hey, I want to be honest with you. I want to be direct with you. Like, I don't want to, I might want to beat around the bush. Like, we're just, we got I want to talk about this with you and come from a place of you know authenticity and just be like yeah I, this might be uncomfortable but we're gonna have the conversation and then you know we'll go from there mm-hmm. but i think there is power in that because it doesn't feel like you're lecturing you're you know mm-hmm. um talking down to your what whatever i mean it feels like i'm just i'm I, I need to tell you this from from my heart to yours yeah
1: yeah i mean i think i can again i can relate to this space with you when it comes to that second level where i have insecurity around my relationship with my stepchildren and And it's very hard for me to have those, any like those conversations, like hard conversations. And so I could could totally relate to all those feelings. I guess I just feel hung up because I'm like, but it's your, right. I just, but also, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really hard. Sometimes it's so painful. It's like, I just want to everybody wants to get out of it as quickly as possible and then I feel like maybe once a year there's circumstances arise where it's just like you're at this tipping point where there's no choice but to just sit down and surrender to some difficult conversations mm-hmm. and when that happens there's a slowing down and there is this like I think that's where I'm when I just said that to you like what Abby sort of channels is where I get to that space too where I'm just like hey I, I want to have an honest conversation with you right now and like I don't say this out out loud but I think like I'm not sure what this is going to look like but as long as I stay honest and open every step of the way it's going to probably result in some connection right or like some yeah. understanding and it's and when that does happen that do, that is what that is what happens don't you think
0: yeah well and that's where that's where a lot of times with you and like in this case i knew of course you're not going to go have this conversation i wouldn't expect you to i didn't expect you to i genuinely didn't but you are so good at having that conversation and so good at the way you approach it with softness Mm -hmm. and with just being truthful and honest about it Mm -hmm. that's like this is where you're so good at why can't you just do it because you're so good at it because
1: there's insecurity there of course so yeah I mean it's and that you always say that too like you get so you know working up working up all these things you're like oh you you said that and you shouldn't have said you know like you'll criticize me and my communication but then when we get to this tipping point where I'm like okay we gotta we gotta talk about this like that happened a couple months ago maybe a month ago and you can feel it you can feel the like tensions rise you can feel the understanding settle in and the safety and the relaxation um
0: you have never screwed up one of those
1: always yeah, I was just going to say at the end you're like you're you just over compliment me on how amazing i am at that and i just think like dude it's so easy why won't you just fucking do it <laughs> so that i don't have to
0: but a lot of times <laughs> we get to that point because along the way with your frustrations you have a sharp tongue and you will say things more reactive and more like and then when you actually well, speak from your heart and you I, actually have that conversation, it like it's such a repair, but you do such an amazing job well, of and it. And it's I, like that is a gift you have. It just is. As
1: I get older, it's you know, you can have more honest conversations too on a, mm-hmm. a higher level. And that's what I said recently is like, look, I know where I am wrong and I'm sorry for the any things times I have said things and I said you have to understand there are truths that I know to be true and it's very tricky sometimes to feel like a need to to advocate for myself
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I get disappointed in myself when that goes wrong because my emotions have gotten the best of me mm-hmm. so I make a snide remark or I you know sharp tongue or whatever and I don't speak from the heart you know because it's just almost like I'm trying I mean truthfully I'm trying to avoid it all along I don't want anybody to like I don't even want to have the conversation cuz what I'm trying to do ironically is protect the other person from a lot of conversations mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, but that's that, unsustainable. It's unsus- because it's, because I do need to advocate for myself at times, and you, that that sound that term sounds. Um, sort of sharp, but I mean advocate in a heartfelt way of like, hey,
0: yeah, and and that's where I get again, I get frustrated with you in that because you are so good at, it. and it's like you are.
1: Well, if I didn't have a passive I husband,
0: I get it. I get it. Look, look, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm speaking one sided here, and I'm not trying to take that away from you, but it's like you are disassociating, and you are, but not really. Mm-hmm. But you are, and you are the one, not, not the one, but in doing that, like you're hurting that relationship that you crave too.
1: For sure. And
0: that, and it's like, do you have to wait till that that tipping point to have that genuine heartfelt conversation? Like, what is it, what is it with that, that feels so hard for you to get to that? there is so
1: much pressure on stepmoms. Read Stepmomster again. I know. There's so much pressure um, around so many things. And it's like, again, it can feel very lonely and isolating when you, I mean, it is lonely and isolating. And I do think your passive approach to things is, just amplifies that so much and disharmony in other relationships but it's like you i'm really just trying that i again there's irony in everything i'm really just trying to protect this person from all of the bullshit You know what I mean? But unfortunately, bullshit comes at this person in a lot of directions and from a lot of people, whether they know it's bull. Like there's just bullshit everywhere. So I'm just trying to maybe like ignore, 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 ignore. Mm, Get pissed. Mm, Ignore, ignore, ignore. Mm, Get pissed. Like
0: who does that sound like?
1: And then finally, it's just like this is untenable. Like I I have, I need to be heard here. Like Uh I seriously, this person obviously needs to be heard, but there needs to be a heartfelt conversation. Mm -hmm. I can't pretend that like this isn't none of this is going on yeah who does that sound like you said who does that sound yeah. like who does it sound like me
0: ignore 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 psh, yeah blow up ignore 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 boom blow yeah. up and it's like that's the whole thing is it's and that's that's where i feel like it's so easy for you to look at me and go you don't do this and you, no, don't, I this, totally and you don't do agree. this and I, it's like i, I totally are agree you serious that. the right difference now? between
1: you and me is that um
0: we're not the same i'm not
1: we're not the same and also like you feel my mood in the room Mm-hmm. you i can I, as an adult i know when you're disassociated like you can also feel that too i mean other people know you can mm-hmm. i mean i guess i shouldn't say i'm an adult but that feels a little softer people can handle that avoider that just mm-hmm. like everything's great let's just talk about superficial things right. like that's easier even if you just censor stuff under the surface that we're ignoring and we're and you get a lot of messages about that and you internalize them so that's more digestible i think than somebody's just yeah the problem you can with it feel is it's, their irritation the problem also like,
0: oh, I can see it and that's, that's fine. I can totally live with that, but it doesn't build a, you know, a close relationship. So it's, it, it's tolerable, of course. Yeah. It's easy, but it's also not like creating that deep bond that I actually want to have as well. And that you I mean, have. it goes
1: along again with this, wherever we go, there we are. So it's just like, even if you, when you want to seek change in your world, you try to, you stay at that level one or first order change behavior type things. And I am always sort of seeking to yeah. go a layer deeper. And and initiate change from that space, that deeper mm-hmm.
0: level. Well, that's one thing that our therapist said too. And I we we got to wrap this up yep. here soon. But, um, you know, with the level one change, where addre- I'm addressing it as things come up, because you're responding to a specific situation, you're hoping that teaches you know, uh, uh, breaks a pattern behavior. or whatever else. You're more
1: adjusting behavior yes. in that space.
0: The second order change, and she said, it's like, you can't do that in response to a specific situation. You have to do it independent outside of that and have that conversation come in and go, you know, hey, we need to, you know, we need to talk about this and, and make it a, a, a bigger picture thing. But if you try to do that about a, you know, a, a specific situation, mm-hmm. she said, you'll, you know, I, I don't want to say you'll fail, but like, It doesn't typically, it's not received well. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the hard thing. And I'm always, I'm always torn on that. And then I don't think about that you know the bigger picture stuff mm-hmm. so anyway my two cents on that i <laughs> anything else i don't think
1: so i was just gonna say that there's some tr- there's truth to what you said but i don't think that rule applies all the time and it depends so i think probably i don't know i feel like someone like me can probably have if i'm comfortable if there's security in that relationship have those i guess you do have to know your audience though because i feel like yeah maybe it is that too. know your audience because i feel like there's like things like i'd say with one of my kids he thinks more like me and i think he wants mm-hmm to hear more about the second order change with every instance, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or like see that deeper issue lying there. You know, I, th- so I would agree with I that, don't. and I
0: would say that the other one probably wouldn't work as well, right? So, you're right, I think it is kind of more specific and more individualized, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. right. Well, another week ahead,
1: another week ahead.
0: Got any plans? This we week? are
1: almost done with season one because season one began the day after Christmas season, day.
0: season one of what
1: episode one, season one of NaFam, the podcast. Oh, began okay. I thought Christmas you were talking about the day. show we were watching,
0: and I'm like, what do you it
1: began Christmas okay. Day? I'm not sure the exact episode release date was is still in december though so i'm gonna look that up and a year f- that, either the 25th that same twenty sixth. it 2020... was either
0: christmas Day or christmas the next day I so think. that
1: same day calendar year 2023 is going to commence up, season two season two i'm not failing
0: stay tuned fam <laughs> all right well it's been fun mm-hmm. it's been something okay. love you love you back. <laughs>